Welcome to the Milestone Mama podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Hollis, wife, boy mom, and former fitness instructor turned photographer, educator, and birth doula. Becoming a mom in 2020 completely changed my life. And even though it was the greatest joy I've ever felt, it definitely came with some challenges that no one could have ever prepared me for. But I found so much healing and community, and that's why this podcast was born. Tune in each week as we uncover all of the nuances of being a mom, from pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and everything in between. If you're ready to connect, to grow, to learn, to feel inspired, seen, and heard, then you've come to the right place. And I'm so glad you're here, Mama. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Milestone Mama. Today's episode, we are chatting about home birth. This can be a very, I think, polarizing topic. There's a lot of interesting information out there and probably a lot of misinformation around home birth and what it entails and the the laws and legality of it. I actually was someone who thought that our state did not allow it, but I was proven to be wrong. And today's guest, Lauren Jolly, has had two home births of her own. She is a mom to three boys. She is a birth photographer and a doula. So she definitely knows her stuff, and she's very passionate about this topic. So she's going to just fill you in on home birth, why somebody might choose for a home birth, how and why it should be more accessible to moms around the country, um, how you might prep for one, what it might look like, all of the juice. So We are going to just jump right into today's episode with Lauren, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, we are here with my sweet friend, Lauren Jolly, and we are so excited to have her on for this episode. Um, First, we're going to be talking about something she is very passionate about, a topic near and dear to her heart, and that is home birth. So I'm excited to dive into this convo. Welcome, Lauren, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. We were just chatting before this and saying how it's going to, it might be a little hard to like reel ourselves in on these conversations because we're both people that can talk on these subjects for a long time. Uh, We're going to do our best to keep this nice and precise and informational for you guys. Um, But before we dive into that topic, let's just let everyone know a little bit more about you and who you are and you and your family and all the things. Yeah, sounds good. Um, So I'm Lauren. I live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, I am a mom to three boys, two of which were born at home. Um, And I'm also a birth photographer and a doula. And I am just passionate about educating and supporting moms through pregnancy and birth and postpartum. And I know you are too. So I'm just super excited to chat. Yes. And so I don't know which order these episodes are going to be released in, but your name came up a bunch when we did Sarah's birth story recently. Yeah. Birth photographers. And I was like, Oh, Lauren's going to be on here. I don't know which one's going to come out first, but 
If you've been listening to these episodes, then this is the Lauren Jolly that we're chatting about. Um, saying like all these just terrible, terrible things. Oh gosh. (laughs) Just kidding. We're thinking phrases. Um, well, awesome. And also, if you want to hear Lauren's birth stories, she came on and did um a live on my Instagram. So you can go to my personal Instagram for that if you're interested in hearing those um stories more in depth. I'm sure we'll kind of chat about it a little bit today, but let's dive into home birth. So I think the biggest reason we're having this conversation today is a lot of the um, hesitations and maybe misinformation around home birth, especially in our state of North Carolina. Um, I know it's different everywhere, but I know for me, I was under the impression that it was not legal here. Um, and I definitely was looked like kind of cons- the not really considering it, but like the thought was definitely going through my mind, obviously being yeah. during the thick of COVID and being terrified about being separated from my husband and my baby or like laboring right. with a mask on or whatever. I know some people did yeah. have all those issues arise. Um, and so it was something that crossed my mind, but I, I didn't think that it was actually an option here. So let's touch on that and just get right into like why that's not the the case. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I see in like Facebook mom groups at least weekly that people think that it's not legal, that they want to have one, but they think they can't, or they didn't even consider it because they thought it was illegal. So it's definitely a big misunderstanding. And like you said, every state is different. Um, So if you're not someone who's listening in North Carolina, um, look into your state's laws because they might surprise you. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to go over the laws here. So midwives that are certified nurse midwives that have an OB that is sort of overseeing their practice can legally attend home births. So I will say there aren't many, but they are here. Um, they do exist. Um, and you know, I even had my insurance cover my birth, so it is possible. Um, it's not the most accessible thing. You know, there are a lot of, uh, factors at play. Um, lots of insurance companies don't cover it. Um, so, you know, there's definitely some limiting factors, but if you want a home birth, definitely look into it. It is an option. Um, and you know, I mean, it was the best decision I made for myself and I highly recommend it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so special to literally get a baby in the home that you would be bringing them home to anyway. It's Um, amazing. So let's talk about, let's first talk about maybe some of the reasons why you chose to have a home birth or why some moms might, might opt for that. Um, and they're probably- yeah. Um, for me personally, we looked into it with our first, um, but ultimately decided just for our first baby, we would rather, we actually chose a birth center. Um, and that just felt better for us for our first birth. We didn't know what it would look like. I'd obviously never been through it. So we, um, we decided to do that that time, but then my birth with my first didn't go as I had hoped, which again, I told my birth story on Chelsea's Instagram, if you want to listen in on that. Um, and so going into my second birth, I knew I wanted to do something different. 
And a big piece for me was having care with one midwife who was going to give me just really personalized care. Um, And then the whole just being at home and being more comfortable being in my own space. I felt like that may have been a part of the reason why my labor hadn't progressed um, Mm. the way I thought it would. And so for me, it was, it was about the care and the comfort. Um, And for a lot of women, it's about having had a bad experience in a hospital, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's with a midwife or an OB or um, maybe because of interventions that they didn't want, um, lots of different reasons. But usually that's what it ends up being, either having had an experience or wanting to avoid an experience that they had heard about or um, you know, read about, or maybe a friend had an experience or something like that. So I think that's probably the main reason why people choose it. Just wanting to have a little bit more control and autonomy when it comes to their care. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that would probably be the main reason. Yeah. And that's a, a great point too, to bring up, um, you know, like the interventions <laughs> that said, right. like, obviously if you're choosing a home birth, you're choosing to have an unmedicated birth. Um, right. But I think, well, one, I've talked about this on the podcast already a few times is that, you know, battle between adrenaline and oxytocin and how mm-hmm. that can sometimes stall the labor. Like you said, that might've been the case for you the first time around. Um, for sure. So the huge reason if you're home, you're going to feel comfortable your body's like, okay, this place is safe. I feel good here. It can help progress labor. Um, and then not only that, but if you've ever given birth in the hospital, you know how you never get left alone. And while that can be nice. Like I remember when we actually left the hospital, I was kind of like, oh wow, now what? Like we're on our own. But at the time I was like, wow, you know, I'm so sick of people coming in here every 30 minutes. It's just their job. I know it's not their fault, but it's like, right. You give birth and then, you know, you have a nurse come in and someone help you nurse. And then they're coming in and pressing on your belly. And then Mm -hmm. they take you to mother baby. And then you have to have your blood pressure taken every however long. And Right. Keep Pitocin in to keep your uterus contracting. And then there's someone that comes right baby. And it's just like literally a revolving door. And it's just a joke. I mean, I'm sure some of you may have seen some of the like reels and TikToks about uh, the postpartum uh, yeah. of the hospital and how it's like every two seconds, they're like, are you getting any sleep? Make sure you get some sleep. And like two seconds. Right. Hey, but then they're coming in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so I feel like that alone would be a reason that I would like consider it. Um, yeah. I don't know that I would fully considering my first birth experience. Uh, right. And like, you know, I definitely would have risked, risked out of it. So I don't know that I would want to do that again or like at least plan for it in the hopes of having that. And then, I mean, it having taken it away. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's touch on that. I guess I think a lot of people yeah. hear home birth and they think, Oh my gosh, like, well, what, what happens in the case of this or in, a, in an emergency? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want to know that, you know, you have a NICU nearby or a OB nearby. Right. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is one most midwives will know if there are any complications that may arise, they're going to err more on the set of caution and say, 
ahead of time, like pre even going into labor that, Hey, maybe that you are not a good fit for a home birth. Um, right. And having a backup plan if there were an emergency at home. So what did that look like? Right. You, um, yeah. With your birth. Um, there is like so much I want to say. So I think like one thing I definitely want to make sure and say is, you know, this isn't about like me trying to convince anyone ever to do this. It's about, um, you know, like for you, for example, you had an induction with your first. And so looking forward to a potentially a second baby, you might just feel more comfortable in a hospital. And if you, and if that is where you feel safe, then that is 100% where you should be. Yeah. But for somebody who has sort of a different experience and they're thinking, I don't feel safe in a hospital, then like you mentioned, that adrenaline is going to get in the way. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot to consider. Um, so I think it's obviously a very personalized decision and you need to weigh all the factors. Um, but like you said, there are certain criteria that you have to meet. So it's definitely not for every mom. Um, and there are going to be things that can risk you out. So gestational diabetes, um, a lot of midwives, most midwives will not do, um, births of multiples. So twins or triplets or more, um, mm -hmm. VBACs are things that some midwives will take some of the, sometimes the state laws will, um, not allow that or will allow that. So that's another thing that's going to come down to the laws in your state. Um, but things like cholestasis, um, preterm labor, you've got to go into labor between generally it's between 37 weeks and 42 weeks. So if you go into labor before that, or if you haven't gone into labor by 42 weeks, then you're going to probably risk out. Um, and that just means you will be looking at a hospital birth. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely for like the lowest of low risk pregnancies. Um, and as far as an emergency during labor, um, the midwife, midwives who practice home birth are very skilled in recognizing certain things that maybe they aren't emergent in the moment, but they're, they're sort of signs that things could become emergent, or maybe it's just best to err on the side of caution. Like you said, um, I know that my midwife has a rule of three. So if there are three things where maybe each one thing on its own, isn't that big of a deal, but when you put them together, it's like, okay, that's enough for me to feel like I need to transfer you to the hospital because I have no desire to risk anybody's life, you know? Right. Um, and again, like it just comes down to where you're comfortable and who you trust. I think trust is the biggest piece here, finding a care team that you trust. And honestly, I would even say like, find your midwife, interview all the midwives or doctors, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, interview them all. And then wherever they deliver, just go there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah interview the home birth midwives, interview the hospital midwives, and then whichever one you feel like you can trust, literally trust you and your baby's life with, that's where you need to be. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it's, it's a hard topic to talk about because there are lots of emotions, lots of people have opinions, and it's such a personalized decision. So it's hard. I, I couldn't ever just say like, well, you should have a home birth, you know, like I can tell right. you my experience and I can tell you what I've seen as a birth professional, but 
it still comes down to where you're comfortable. Because even if you want an unmedicated birth, low intervention with a midwife, but you have fears about being at home, then Mm -hmm. that's not going to be the best place for you. Right. So ultimately about where you feel the safest. And exactly. I think for those who it's a, I don't know what the word is. Like I can see it from both ways, right? Like, right. Birth is this physiological experience that women were essentially created to do. And we've been as a society told that it has to be highly medicalized. And so I feel like, um, there's like the camp of people that are just like, ah, why would you ever do a home birth? It's almost like you are seen as like rebellious or something like Mm -hmm. I don't need a doctor kind of thing. Whereas in reality, it's more just like, no, you know, I don't feel the need for A, B, and C if I have a low risk pregnancy and this is where I feel safe to just allow my body to do what it's going to do, you know? Um, Right. Trust your body, trust the process. And again, trust your care team. Yes. Um, Right. Instead of relying on sort of the system, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, you can have an amazing hospital birth, low intervention. You can have all of those sort of like home birth feeling things in a hospital. If that's what you want, it just might take a little more prep work and Mm -hmm. kind of knowing your options and knowing what you want and laying it out and being willing to fight for it if you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's just a different and, and everyone's different, you know? Some people are going to have anxiety being in a hospital because they don't like hospitals or, you know, they've had a bad experience or someone, some people are going to have anxiety being at home because there's not a NICU next door. Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to say is I personally felt really comfortable having a home birth because I'm literally like eight minutes from the hospital. If I was in a rural town, that might be a different story. Right. So it's sort of like weighing all the factors, you know? Totally. And I mean, even for me, like I, I will want an unmedicated birth next time around, um, whenever that happens, because I loved my experience the first time, even though I didn't, I needed more interventions than I ever hoped for in terms of reduction. Um, but now I'm more like, I'm almost more worried about going into spontaneous. I've never gone into spontaneous labor. So I'm like, yeah, I am terrified of that car ride to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like it's when not do fun. I know? <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> I feel like it, it'll be a whole new, almost like first time mom experience, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know how, how I'll end up feeling about that, but yeah. And exactly. I felt that way after my first, because I did have an epidural. And so then the second time it was almost like, like you said, like a first time mom thing, because I was doing an unmedicated birth, but I had never experienced it. So even though I'd had, you know, I'd given birth, Mm -hmm. it's just a new, a new experience, you know, it's just like with any, um, just like with any second or subsequent pregnancies, those all, even if you opt for the exact same experience, it can still be completely birth. I mean, yeah oh yeah hers was completely different she had a great epidural and an epidural that didn't work so um right I think it's I think that's why it's so important I know sometimes 
too much information can be overwhelming and a little scary to people. But for me, I'm like, I think it's best to go in, like, just prepared for anything. Anything. (laughs) Plan A, B, C, D. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I do feel like on on one side, like going, planning for an unmedicated birth, you kind of have to go in with the mindset of like, medication is not an option in order to like power through that mindset when things get really freaking hard because they will, will hit that point. Um, but on on the contrary, like it is important to go in and know that like, okay, sometimes things happen or you, it's okay to change your mind and you might end up benefiting from the epidural. Like you did in your first year. Or for sure, you know, or you might get the epidural and you might want nothing to do with an unmedicated birth and then right. it doesn't work, you know? So it's right. to like come up with some coping techniques or like just have yes. it in the back of your mind in a toolbox. So um, now we're probably getting on a different tangent than home birth. But- no, but I, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And I think, I think bringing it back to home birth, if you're someone who's planning an out of hospital birth, you're almost forced to do a little more research because of just the nature of it. Like there's not going to be, I mean, you don't have the option of an epidural. You don't, you know, you're not going to have a nurse telling you like, okay, now it's time to push. Like, it's just, it's just different. You're gonna, you just have, you just have to know a little bit more. And so again, if you're someone who just prefers to kind of like I'm going to just let my doctor tell me what to do and I'm going to go in and we're going to see what happens. And I don't want all the information because I'll get overwhelmed or anxious. Then like you do you, you know, but like you were saying, and I think we talked about this um, on Instagram that like, as soon as I got pregnant, I like, couldn't get my hands on enough information. Like I was just like ravenous, like constantly researching. So Mm -hmm. that was just my personality. And I was like down all these rabbit trails and like learning all the things. And it's just going to be different for everybody, you know, for sure. It is. I was the same way. And I mean, hence why I started this podcast. I'm obsessed. Exactly. It's, and I want to be like that resource for women because I, I right. did find when I was searching, like there were some things that I, it was like hard to get real, like anecdotal information and like factual information and just like, yeah, uh, I don't know more like topics like these. So, right. Yeah. And just sort of like an easy to digest, like just the information you need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know that on this podcast already, I've gotten into some side tangents and things, but it all kind of goes right. hand and I'm trying to like stay as streamlined as possible. Bring it back. Yeah. But while staying, you know, not so like stiff and you know, boring or whatever. Right. No, I, I like think you're doing an awesome job writing out <laughs> bullet points and crap like that. So, right. Um, okay. Well, let's wrap this up, I guess, by just chatting about or touching on what it might look like to prepare for a home birth. And like, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. So if you're having a home birth, um, obviously your midwife is going to be helping you prepare, but, um, generally there's like a birth kit that you'll order. Um, it's going to have, you know, you might want a tub, um, which is usually like an inflatable tub. You're going to have just all kinds of like 
pads and chucks pads and extra towels and like kind of really practical things like that. Um, and then there's even, um, like for me, I had in my birth kit, I had gloves for my midwife. I had like a clamp for the umbilical cord. Um, and even like things you'd never think of, like a temperature, a thing to take the temperature of the water for the birth tub. Yeah. But in general, your midwife is going to give you like a list of all the things you need. It's actually super easy. You just go online. There are specific um, actual companies that just provide birth supplies for home births, which is really cool. And so you just kind of go order your kit. Um, and then for me, like mentally preparing, I had my home births in my guest room um, slash office slash all the things room, Mm -hmm. um, which is downstairs in my house. And so, and it's like a separate room where I can shut the door. And so I kind of set it all up how I wanted it. I had my, um, you know, essential oil diffuser and I had my affirmations like where I wanted them hanging on the wall. Um, and I had like a robe that I knew I wanted to wear after the baby was born. Like for me, just like having a physical space that I'm preparing and, if I was going to go in there and, um, like maybe do some meditation during my pregnancy, I would go in there and just kind of get really comfortable in that space and make it exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, or maybe you could, you know, do your devotionals in there and just make it like a really special place. Um, and yeah, and just talking with your team. I mean, I think this is for any birth, but talking with your, your doula and your midwife and, um, anybody on your care team, anybody that's going to be there, your partner, if you have your sister there, whatever. Um, and talking with them about your hopes and how you want to feel and what you want your experience to be. And, um, I think we've kind of sadly gotten to the point in a lot of places that the standard of care is just healthy mom, healthy baby. And that's kind of like a really sad standard, you know, I mean, obviously that's the goal. That's what everyone wants, but I think we can do better than that. Yes. Um, and so I think just, I think it's okay to have hopes and wishes for your birth experience and you want to feel a certain way and, um, just making that known to your birth team and talking through all that, I think is, I mean, like I said, I think that's for any birth, but, um, it's just really cool with the home birth because you do have that really, really personal care. They're coming into your home. Um, you become really close with these people and it just, it's just really great. And then when it comes to postpartum, they know you so well, they're able, I mean, I can text my midwife even still, um, you know, and they're, they're just taking such good care of you. So it's really, really beautiful. And I will, forever and ever rave about home birth because I love it so much. And I hope that one day it is more accessible and more integrated into the system. And I mean, there's so much work to do, but yeah, um, it's just, I just, I want it to be an actual real valid option for anyone who wants it. Yeah. It definitely so. should be. And it's kind of funny to think back to like, that's probably what the standard was. Yeah. Years ago. Not even that long ago. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, our grandparents were born at home. So yeah. a lot of them. So, and then we got into the era of like, um, you know, the just, twilight the twilight yeah. birth. Yeah. Get into a whole thing, but read so crazy, um, read the Bradley method and it will 
blow your mind. Yes. Um, that I love that book. And I tell everybody to read that, even if they have no interest in unmedicated. Yeah. Because I'm like, it just, it's so helpful. So like empowering to know how you were designed and like, it just makes Mm -hmm. you more confident in your own body's ability, you know? Um, Totally. But going off of what you said about, you know, kind of the standard of healthy mom, healthy baby and where that can get um, tricky (laughs) is Mm -hmm. that, I mean, we've, we got into this conversation, I think in either my birth story or yours and that it, it goes so much deeper than that. And even if you do have an amazing birth experience, the way that you process it later still matters. The way that you perceive it later, it's a, it's a, I want to say a traumatic event, even if it's not negative, you know what I mean? Just like, it's very life-changing, I guess. I always say, yeah, it's going to change your life one way or the other. And the goal is for it to be an amazing, empowering, wonderful experience that you're excited to talk about. Um, but sadly that's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And sometimes it goes a little differently than you plan it. And it takes some time to process that. And you hear all these, right. Well, at least this, and at least right. Baby's okay. That's all that matters. And it's like, obviously, right. The goal, right. Obviously we're forever grateful, but right. And it's not, why are we talking about the leap? Okay. We are back. Apologize for the little technical difficulty there, but we are here and we're ready to continue this conversation. Yes. So sorry, guys. <laughs> it is all good. Um, well, where did we leave off? I think we we're talking about processing your birth experience and um, yes. it's not all that matters. We kind of fell into this as a society of like, you know, at least this, or at least that. And why is it, why is it at least, why are are we not striving for that amazing birth experience so that women feel really great about it moving forward and maybe, you know, don't need as much therapy or (laughs) but yeah. And I think that's like another great thing about home birth is that these midwives and you know, doulas and midwives assistants and all these amazing women that are at these home births, they care about that. And they're in this work for a reason. I mean, you know, we're both in this work because we love it and we want everyone to have a great experience. And I think sometimes that can get lost in a hospital, um, for lots of different reasons, but, Mm -hmm. and, you know, again, I feel like I need to say like, not that you can't find a care provider in a hospital that can offer you that, I know that you can, but, um, it's just at home. It's just, it's almost guaranteed. And, you know, I mean, I will say you can't just assume, okay, I'm having a home birth. It's going to be a great experience because that's not the case either. I think you still need to do your research, know the process of labor. You need to trust your body. You need to trust your team. Like there's still work that you've got to do. Um, highly recommend having a doula because they can help you process afterwards. Um, you know, I mean, there's still so much that goes into it and nothing is guaranteed. And, um, so maybe this all just boils down to 
you know, learn your options, do your research, like learn about your body, learn about the process of labor and hire a doula. <laughs> yes. You'll, I feel like there's no downside to hiring a doula, no, honestly. No. Yeah. Even if all they do is like hold sit your in a room and hold your right. hand and like they're just their presence is there to like be another body in the room who's not experiencing it. Like even right. like you are experiencing labor and birth, your partner is experiencing it in a different way. Like yeah. a doula is a third party, even if it's someone who's a friend, like, yeah, just a support person. Yeah. Although I do think it's helpful to have someone who has experience with at least with the type of birth you're having. Right. Just birth in general. Right. Well, um, no, I'm so even if it's like your mom who's had a few babies or, you know, your best friend who's a mom right. already right. or something, you know. Well, yeah. And I kind of, that is very true too. I was kind of meaning like, even if your doula is somebody that you know previously, like. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of want to do that next time around. Or I feel like we are kind of close with our doula now you know but I feel like I've I've heard that going around a lot like oh you need someone who's totally removed from you and while that can be important like you can still hire a doula that you feel comfortable with or who you might have a connection to in some way because in that moment we are there to support you and your partner and just be that like third wheel essentially and allow you to experience it while we are there supporting, observing, right. and helping you to process it later. So, um, yeah, I mean, some of my like most precious memories are getting to be doulas for friends of yeah. mine and yeah. family members. And it's, and I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure they feel the same way. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it can be just anyone that you trust and feel comfortable with. And yeah. that's really the only requirement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, birth is like a very vulnerable experience and some people yeah. might be more comfortable with it being someone who they really don't know that well. And it's more exactly. like they could just be another nurse in the room and then right. people are like, mm, this is a really intimate experience. I might want someone who I already have a relationship with in some way. So, right. Um, I think that's really, um, depends on the person as well. For sure. All right. Well, let's wrap this baby up. Um, I've been ending my episodes by asking my interviewees to leave with a milestone mantra. So if you could just give the moms listening or the expecting moms listening a little like mantra that they can use either just in life or for their home birth experience or whatever it might be, what would you give them? I would say even as a first-time mom, your intuition is smarter than you think. Mm. Listen to your gut. You know what you need. This is probably longer than you wanted it to be, but (laughs) Um, yeah, listen to your mama gut. You've got a mama gut even before you've had that baby. Yes. So. we've talked about that on here too. Like there is, especially as a first time mom, it is information overload, especially Mm -hmm. when that baby is here. It's like, do this, don't do this, do that. Yeah. Swaddle. All conflicting. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately when it comes down to it, 
it's good to get your information, but when it comes right. down to it, you're going to know what works best for you and what feels best in your gut. And it is proven time and time again to always be what rules. <laughs> it has not steered me wrong yet. So. Yeah. Same, same, same. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. I'm so excited for everyone to listen in on this conversation. Me too. Where can everybody find you if they want to maybe ask you home birth questions or ask about your services or just chat with you? Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram a lot at, um, at Lauren Jolly Photo. Um, I have a website, laurenjollyphotography.com. I think those are probably the best ways to get in touch. Awesome. And I'll link those too in the show notes for quicker access. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.